0: Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Before we start our episode, I wanted to remind you that this podcast and the other ministries of Mariners Church are all created to serve you, our communities, and our global family. This is made possible through your generosity. The month of June is an important time for Mariners. As we close our fiscal year and budget for the ministry year ahead, I wanted to invite you to be a part of what God is doing through Mariners and respond to the biblical invitation of giving by visiting marinerschurch.org slash give to set up your one-time or recurring gift. Thanks so much for being a part of God's work at Mariners, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to the If I Had More Time podcast. We are in week five of our series, Fighting for Joy, where we are going through the book of Philippians together. I'm kind
1: of sad. That means week five, I just it just sunk in. That's halfway through the book.
0: Halfway, we,
1: it's only four chapters,
0: that's and we right. just finished chapter two. I know, I know. Oh man, spoiler! It's chapter three next week. It's chapter three next week. Yeah, that's, that's we don't really have the element of surprise whenever we go through the series it, books. Doing
1: no, it, you kind of know, <laughs> know what's happening. You know what's i no. <laughs> I'll three.
0: sometimes accidentally try and rearrange the content because of the weeks with schedules, and I'm like, and Eric always has to remind me, you can't do that. You
1: can't change the order <laughs> yeah. of the book. <laughs> it's
0: canonized, done. It's can't over. change anything. Yes. Well, this week, we have Aaron Kerr here with us, who's the lead pastor of our congregation down in Mission Viejo. We're so glad that you're here, Aaron.
2: Hey, I'm excited.
0: Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit, like, tell the people what's going on in Mission Viejo? What's God up to? How are things going with Mariners and Mission Viejo?
2: God is on the move. We are so excited about this fall. Our renovated space should be complete and ready to go at that point in time. In the meantime, we're meeting right now in the mall. And uh, we're seeing God do a ton of great stuff. I love the amount of people that are coming is blowing my mind. We've doubled in size. I know, that's crazy. So,
1: in the, really, it's, uh, it's really unheard of. So, in the last year, Marriage Mission VA West has doubled in size. So, we started, during the pandemic, outside. I mean, I remember I preached one time outside at the Hills Hotel by the pool. We did baptisms in that pool. You baptized people in that pool. yeah, Absolutely. And then we've moved. That's where we were for a while, yeah, for a good a good run, really. Yeah. And now we're at the Kaleidoscope Mall, yeah, right, yeah. And so the space that that this people who are listening to have paid for, they have paid for. Yes. Thank
2: you, thank you, thank you for being so generous to your church because this place we're going to be meeting is going to be really incredible. It is. It's going to be incredible. We're so grateful, and we've seen so many new people every single week. We're seeing a ton of new people. We we have people walking literally across the street. From where they live, we have uh, Marines coming up from San Clemente. Uh, we are down the street from a great school, so we built some partnership there, and we're so excited about our youth. Of course, they've got—I mean, Laserland and B Dubs in their backyard. What a great place to have church! It's, right, it's fantastic. We're so excited. I used to—I used to have to like sneak out of church and
1: walk half a mile to like a convenience store to get some a bag of <laughs> chili Cheeto fries or something. And they got BW threes right there, man. Yeah,
0: right man, right there. Oh, that's legit. That's great. That's awesome. Well, we're so glad that you're here joining us today for the podcast. We just heard Eric. Uh, yeah, like we said, give the week five message on becoming who God called you to be. Yes, uh, Eric. If you had had more time with the sermon, what's some? What's a component of of the message that you would have spent more time? Yep. With?
1: I would have spent more time giving a biblical understanding of sanctification. So when we talk about salvation, theologians say there's really three phases to all of our salvation those of us who are Christians. And and if the first one happens, the other two are going to happen. So justification is when you become a Christian, it's when you're justified. It's just as if you've never sinned because all your sins placed on Jesus. It's just as if you've always obeyed because all his righteousness is placed on you. That's the moment you became a Christian. But when that happens, if that happens then the next phase of salvation always happens and that's sanctification, the process of becoming more like Jesus, it's becoming more holy, it's growing and sanctification is always built upon justification. So if you've been justified, you then start to live as if you've been justified. You. And if you don't, then you weren't justified. So sanctification doesn't make you justified, but because you've been justified, you now are, are being sanctified. And if you're not being sanctified, that means you've never been justified. So if I had more time, I'd have used those words. Um, there's so many great quotes that have impacted me about sanctification. You know, some, some theologians have said, um, sanctification is catching up to your justification. So when you're justified, you're forgiven, you're made holy. Um, And so being sanctified is you now live as someone who's been forgiven. You now live out his holiness. So sanctification is the process of becoming more like him. And then everyone who's been justified is being sanctified. And so if you're a Christian, you've been justified. You are being sanctified. You're becoming more and more who God wants you to be. And then you will be glorified, which means after you die, you will be with him in everlasting glory. There's not one person who is justified who won't be glorified. So Romans eight, twenty-eight through thirty talks about he those he predestines, he he called, those he calls, he justifies, those he justifies, he glorifies. That's Romans eight thirty. Everyone who has been justified, everyone who's become a Christian will be glorified. And being sanctified is, is what we do now. So an, another way to think about it is when you were justified, you had the penalty of sin removed from your life. When you're being sanctified, which is becoming more like him, you have the power of sin starts to get removed from your life as you grow. Um, there's an old hymn, he breaks the power of canceled sin. That the So the only sin that the power can be broken on in your life is the sin that's already been canceled. Huh. So when you become a Christian, canceled sin, you're being sanctified. The power of that canceled sin has its power diminished as you grow. And then when you're glorified, there'll be no more presence of sin. So justified, no penalty of sin, you have everlasting life. Being sanctified, growing, the power of sin in your life diminishes as you become more and more like Jesus. But then, boom! One day, you will be glorified, and you won't even have the presence of sin in your life. So, all of that—if I had had more time on the whole bit in the sermon about work out your salvation—I
0: mm-hmm.
1: would have said, "Okay, here's here's what that means. It means the sanctification part. Justification's already happened. Glorification's going to happen, but right now." You are to work out the salvation you are to become more like Jesus. you are to grow, you are to be sanctified.
0: Wow. It's exciting. yes you know
1: we get we get to become more like him.
0: yeah as, as pastors like what do you think of those you know the yep. justification, sanctification, glorification? what do people struggle with the most? Like, the, or whether it's an understanding point or a living out point, like, what do you think, have you experienced people That's good question. challenged by the most? That's a great question. What do you think, Aaron?
2: Well, I think for me, when I when I hear that, what's really at stake is freedom. Like, what does it look like to walk with greater freedom from my old habits, the old areas of that I struggle with sin? What you're articulating is the beauty of the Christian life is, I'm learning what it looks like to actually put to death my old way of life and live in light of the new person that I'm called to be. Wow. And um, so for me, it, it, it's the freedom component that gets really exciting. And I think a lot of people struggle with that because yeah. they think, somehow I've been saved, I've been justified, but I, now I've got to keep earning. It's like, no, no. Yeah. That's already been taken care of. Live in light of my new identity.
1: That's good. But- I, I I agree. I think practically... This is me just as a regular Christian. The most difficult of those three to internalize or actually to put into practice is sanctification, is actually growing. Because to be Mm -hmm. honest, Mm -hmm. my growing is often slower than I thought it would be. I still struggle with things now that I thought, surely I'm not going to (laughs) get still Uh all these years being a Christian. I'm not going to still struggle with this this petty frustration over something like i still get really frustrated over things that's good and I, come on I, I, I this is not supposed to this sin is not supposed to still be in my life mm. after still being a christian being a christian for so long so i i think this the slow process of sanctification can be frustrating at times because you feel like you you aren't growing fast enough right mm. um so that's the practical I do think it's related, but I think a lot of Christians really wrestle with believing that they've really been justified, mm-hmm. you know, really internalizing all of my sin is, it's really gone. Therefore, I'm not earning at all. I'm just enjoying. I, I'm not growing to get his approval. I'm growing because I have his approval. Yeah, You know, sanctification, you're really... The growing process, you're not fighting for his approval. You're fighting from his approval. yeah, you know, you're fighting from the position of being justified.
0: Mm. Aaron was just talking before we started rolling on um this one particular part of salvation that you're addressing in the sermon. Or sorry, of sanctification. See, look, the words are they're just too similar. <laughs> um, with the grumbling and complaining. And yep. rather than being filled with the grumbling and complaining, to be filled with grace is our call. Um, and Aaron, I would love for you to share with everybody what you, what you were just saying about um, how to do that. Like, how can I be filled with grace rather than the grumbling and complaining?
2: Yeah, I, I just relate so much to that message and that topic in particular, because, you know, like Eric, you're just talking about, I still struggle with grumbling and complaining. I There's a natural response, right? And so- Dude, uh, you're one of the most positive people I know.
1: <laughs> Wait a sec. This, this oh is- this is We're
0: all done. But, I mean, yeah. yeah. If, yeah. Struggling. If, if
1: he struggles with grumbling, oh, shoot. And I really struggle with grumbling, because like you were one of the most happy-go-lucky. Oh I mean, you struggle with grumbling? Yeah. I I, I I watched. Thought, talked, my I, I thought I thought you were going to say something else, dude. Oh, like goodness, like Kerr said, I, I got some things that I think you
2: struggle with. But <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, here. but Why it's sort of grumbling. You struggle with grumbling, yes. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I think for me, the, again, it's the intentionality. It's the how can I intentionally create space to posture my heart to receive God's grace. So a lot of what you were sharing in the message, I was going that is so good because by default I will just my heart will fill itself with, hey well, something to complain about, oh, this isn't going for me. you know that, even today it's my my uh, youngest daughter's birthday. All these blessings are just being poured over her and I'm hearing her complain and just in me I'm like, but that's me. yeah, I do that same thing. I can I can do that same thing in, in light of God's gift. I can still do that. So I have to intentionally create space. To fill my heart with His grace, which looks like, you know, studying the word. Yes, it's like prayer and those kind of things. That's well, I'm I'm, I'm really glad you're
1: bringing that up because drifting, okay, your heart will drift to grumbling. It won't drift to grace. Yeah. So you got to fight to fill your heart with grace because left unattended, your heart will drift away from grace, not towards grace. So spiritual growth it takes God giving us a desire but then us working out his salvation working it out um it takes an intentionality it takes fighting it it takes doing what you're saying my heart by itself you don't drift think about it and when it comes to physical exercise you don't drift towards health yeah you drift away from health yeah and and those of us who are married we we don't drift towards. Uh, greater intimacy with our spouse, we drift away from intimacy with our spouse. We don't, uh, we don't drift towards my. I don't drift. My garage doesn't drift towards being clean. Clean, mm-hmm. you know. I gotta intervene. I gotta intervene on the garage. My heart isn't gonna drift towards grace and gratitude. It's gonna drift towards grumbling. Mm-hmm. So we, it takes an intervention. We have to step in and fill our heart with His grace.
0: Yeah, that's right this um this idea of sanctification it's so a- attractive like i said i'm excited this is exciting yeah and i think that there it's a part of our design really like to desire this growth um and i so it actually it meets a real need in us like whenever we progress yeah
1: which is why the culture is able to bring messages to us about becoming your best you or
0: exactly or, yeah. exactly it's like it's that's actually drawing on something that i believe God put in us. Agreed. Um, and I think some things have crept into our culture and even maybe into some some of the lives, hearts, minds of Christians. Yes. Things like that are coming to mind are things like manifesting the power of positive thinking. Yeah. The that whole example you gave in of your like sermon. The yes. Yes. Of clear out the room in your closet, you know, like I I I have heard of the most absurd things in this in yeah. this thought. Um what do, how can we as Christians like how do we wrestle with those yeah. things? Where and where's the line of faith, belief, trust in what God has for me and then I'm in the control seat.
2: Yeah, well, uh, that's I
1: appreciate you. I mean, that's why we have a podcast to apply some of these things. So there there are messages that have an appearance of, hey, that and they are spiritual, right? They're they're spiritual. But just because they're spiritual does not mean they're Christian. Mm. Does not mean they're they're rooted in in Jesus and and what and what he's done. One of the tools that you should ask yourself on any new approach to you becoming the the better version of you, I'll give you a couple of questions. One is who has the power? is it is it you or is it mm. is it god if the message is placing you as the one who's got the ultimate power then you have to be really careful because you can try to make that a christian version but if you have the ultimate power then god becomes like your tool as opposed to god being the ultimate goal and object mm. of your of your faith you know as opposed to I'm going to use God to get what I want. Oh, my goodness. What a Augustine, early church father, said I, idolatry is when we use what we should enjoy huh. um, and that referring to God. So we should enjoy God, but we, try, we use God for something that we should be use, using that we're ultimately enjoying instead. So basically we switch. So we, we enjoy our job more than we enjoy God. And we want to use God to help us enjoy our job. Yeah. As to p- opposed to I'm enjoying God and my job is a tool to help me enjoy him and make him known to other people. Right? So we get the order wrong. Absolutely. So on a lot of these things that you're mentioning, manifesting or power thinking is the in-game me and I'm now using God as a tool for me. You know, um, and then another is another ask yourself, so who's in the driver's seat? Who's, who's ultimately the one who has the power is it me. And then another question, which I kind of mentioned already, is God just a tool to help you get what you want? Is prayer just a tool to help you get what you want as opposed to, no, it's a, it's a means of which I enjoy God more and God's all God's the end goal. God's the end goal. As opposed to something else.
0: It's beautiful. It's reminding me of Timothy, like that he he was not self-centered. You know, he he was not thinking for for himself, but sacrificed himself for He did all of the those things that yeah. you were mentioning. He did all of that because he loved Jesus and he loved his brothers and sisters yes. of the faith. That's good. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank you guys for coming in, and thank you guys for listening to the "If I Had More Time" podcast. Thanks for joining us today on the If I Add More Time podcast hosted by Mariner's Church. We hope to see you next weekend at any of our congregations across Southern California or online. To view our service times at each congregation, be sure to check out our website at marinerschurch.org.